welcome back to black recaps reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another episode of barry i have been behind all week i unexpectedly had to press some hair make some appointments so this the wizard is really late but the good thing is i've watched this episode and the next episode so we'll be recording back to back to be all caught up for the finale of Barry, which should conclude next week. I am really nervous about this finale, but we are not going to get too far ahead. We're going to stick to the episodes that we watched. So The Wizard was directed by Bill Hader, of course, written by Duffy Bordreau, I believe is how you state that name. I thought there was some really great elements. It's good to see where Fuchs and Hank are at because after having no Hank for a whole episode, I can't go without. I, I There's no debate that Hank is absolutely one of the best aspects of this series. It has great acting, great directing. Story is outstanding, but Hank is... He's an element that if he were not there, I don't know if this show would be as successful, probably would. But for me, <laughs> Barry is not complete unless I have my Noho Hank. I think it's also safe to say that this is not happening in Barry's head. I'll keep that hope alive until the very end. I mean, I can hold on to a crack theory, but... It feels more rational <laughs> that this is all continuing to happen eight years in the future. And people have changed. And I'm starting to see the benefit of that as a a bookend because you have what happened the first four episodes and this feels very much as if it's the resolution. So while it is a time jump, it was done rather expertly. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, give a like, uh, do a review. That's always great. Uh, if you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below. Let's get into The Wizard. It begins with Barry trying to get Sally to assemble a gun instead of move like she wants to something they've done plenty of times in the past it would seem which is not healthy for a child by the way cannot be healthy for sally as well barry is set on killing gene no matter the excuse he likes to give for it being <laughs> well i have to get gene because he's going to tell my story because she's like why what is the point it's from his point of view and that's not the truth <clears throat> bullshit the irony is he's right based on his one-man show he is not about telling the truth however his truth is worse and i feel as if he is only really going after gene because as sally said he turned you in this is all about revenge this is also all about feeling the that need that he had outside when he was just standing there with the gun, he's ready to do something that is what he does. That is more 
Apley himself, but now he has this self-righteous idea of, well, I'm shielding my son from the truth of knowing who we really are. But how long are you going to be able to shield him from that? Not forever. And I'm starting to suspect that Barry simply doesn't want Gene to be the hero of the story. He wants to continue to be the hero of the story. And they're both narcissists. So (laughs) it's personal on many, many levels. Sally does try to use reverse psychology. Never mind. He's trying to kill someone that you once saw as a mentor and is absolutely innocent mentor and a friend saying that killing goes against everything they are supposed to be better for our religion and not supposed to kill but he says it's not a debate so he doesn't even want to adhere to what she's saying but he still hears it nevertheless so he goes seeking his justifications sally isn't going to use that gun john may use that gun And then I was proven wrong that Sally would pick up that gun and use it. But I don't think that she wants to. But my fear is that John is going to become a killer due to his father's indoctrination. Despite everything Barry swears he doesn't want for him. It's inadvertently going to happen due to the very fact that Barry is his father. (laughs) And he hasn't taken account for shit. Boys instinctively know about cars and guns. I hope that doesn't come back into play, but little things like that makes it feel like I might be on the right track. Someone brought up that Barry, I think I was watching Catch Up Packets. Yes, that Barry gaslights Sally. And I agree to a certain extent because when he is talking to John, he does make her out to be hysterical She's the emotional, unattainable wreck of a person dealing with all of, as she should be, right? Dealing with all of the rather horrific things that surround her life. Not only just who she was, who she turned out to be, but also who she ran off with. And then the person that Barry is. While Barry himself props himself as this lordly figure, he's a god in this kid's eyes, the leading moral nurturer. And that is absolutely abusive in a manner to someone who already is prone to being abused. And you know all of those triggers because she told you. And every time I'm reminded of that, I get this... (laughs) feeling (laughs) that kind of makes me want to choke Barry out that self-reliance on Barry alone is detrimental and Barry definitely made it so that he relies only on his father for true emotional support and true guidance and then when he tries to make his own decisions like the baseball tape, getting interested in that sport will get him more active, more social with other people. He keeps them isolated. Who else was like that? Barry. All that love bombing that he do- that he did with Sally and now is doing with his child is despicable. And considering that Sally is 
hiding who she really is because he's like he knows she thinks my he thinks my name is uh emily he's like but he knows the real you and that's that's not something that sally is <laughs> gung-ho for him to actually know like the real me is is just as bad if anything that statement is worse but in john's mind dad's an open book fuchs is out of jail with black fingernails that he waves at the guard tatted up and far more in control than he's ever been he finds hank who has become very successful also has a golden statue of cristobal in his lobby i was really hoping he and mitch were a couple since mitch was about the franchise i still love that scene (laughs) and i'm gonna keep it alive until the very end he's got properties he he made success on the sand idea that was cristobal's idea that he was rather dismissive of now it is a little ironic right that he's like you can't or the chechens are like you can't do this sand thing it doesn't make sense it's not who we are and that's exactly what he did and the chechens aren't bothered however part of me thinks that you're getting in business with the enemy and that was the problem more so that you were getting business in the sand if it was going to be profitable or lucrative why the fuck do i care how it's happening cristobal was the only thing hank asked for to betray everyone else and thus he became part of their family but he didn't want to and we all know how that that happened but i was surprised i'm sure as many others that this is exactly the route that he would go down because this is exactly what him and cristobal fell out about but thinking about it ruminating on it a little bit harder i think it had everything to do with who he was associating this franchise a business idea with versus the idea itself hank said what the fuck happened here? <laughs> it's like i am my real self he gives him a mula 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 is that the name of the app mula app here's eight hundred dollars you can split that up it's like what do you think i'm boo boo the clown <laughs> uh, i'm gonna need a little bit more than that to split up between me and my cronies for keeping my mouth shut all that time and hank agrees okay i will reward you with a place to stay we'll talk about the money situation but is surprised to hear that fuchs wants barry alone in a room with him and his guys as revenge and i do think revenge is firmly on his mind i think we've gone back and forth way too many times between fuchs and barry from the beginning of this season or series to this moment for them not to fall back into the same pattern of oh i'm sorry and then fuchs says i forgive you i think fuchs went through eight years of hell probably two years of hell until he decided that pain is pleasure (laughs) and started touching himself 
I just wanna fuck a dude His tongue is so sticky like glue I made his dick hard and it grew His dick is so cool Sucking on it right after school His dick is all covered in my drool What the fuck, man? <laughs> but that's something he wants He's like, I'm gonna work with you on two conditions Tom and Jean head to a pitch meeting regarding after they had a conversation about Tom's collection regarding the movie in which they are making, which is supposed to be a thriller about a teacher and uh, an assassin. And Barry's definitely being propped up as the villain and Jean's character is going to be the hero. And you can see, you can see despite what he's saying, that slight interest at the idea of being considered as much, which is probably what swayed him in the first place to even turn Barry in. And he needed a lot of fear from someone else just to make that happen. And he admits that he doesn't want the movie to be made. He wants it can to honor him and Janice's memory. The lies! There you the go, lies, bitch. The I'm lies. Telling you. Considering I loved Jean and Janice, their little relationship... And thus, I was hoping Gene would find a decent part of himself to have been blessed with having this really great person in his life. But now I've come to the conclusion, Janice happened to Gene. She happened to him. <laughs> and they did have a lovely relationship as short-lived as it was i think that they saw something in each other that they they truly liked however as far as gene's love quote-unquote for janice no that is something he has twisted into exploitation of her tragedy and it is her tra it's a his tragedy but mainly it happened to her but he acts as if, I mean, he's been doing it for a while. I was just fooled into thinking that trumped his inherent nature. But this show is all about how much people really don't change. <laughs> that who that inherent person is, unless you put in the work, you're not going to simply turn a corner, turn a leaf. You're always going to be given the temptation to to uh listen to your lesser angels everyone goes through that the difference is is that <laughs> um our inherent nature most of us is good but some people their inherent nature is not good and when there is opportunities in life for one to change they miss those opportunities and I think Gene had an opportunity I think he started going down that direction but his inherent nature continues to rear itself and it's more of the the Gene person than he is and I was comfortable admitting to Barry is driving. How do you get to Los Angeles that quick? He drives and he's listening to a lot of religious podcasts and he's searching for one that is going to sanction his idea 
when it, his ideas when it comes to killing. And despite many expressing murder as the ultimate sin, and when he's already, he thinks he repents and it's over. No, you were, uh, I told y'all this. I don't like when people think, oh, I am sorry. And then that's it. Yeah, that's part of it. Anyone could say the words, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's about the actual, um, what's the word I always battle with? Redemption versus, uh, damn, I can't even remember it right now. Atonement. Yeah, atonement is an action. Redemption is something that comes after atonement. Just how my mind's always put that together. <laughs> it doesn't mean the same thing to me. I can understand why it means the same thing to other people, but it just, one is you are actively doing something to correct the things you've done in the past, whether that is, yeah, you can get religious, but that means you actually commit to the religion. If you're that easily turned into a murderer, <laughs> And you're going to find something to make you into a murderer? Yeah, no. You didn't do any type of repentance or atonement. You're just wanting redemption. I did laugh that as he's listening to this podcast, <laughs> he's casually buying a weapon. America! The clerk going, I'm supposed to show you these pictures. Yeah, because murderers don't care. <laughs> if anyone looks like Barry coming into my shop wanting a gun, I would write that license plate number down. <laughs> I might I might ask someone to take a photo. Uh, like, go to, go to the security room. Like, hey, did you catch that one guy? Yeah, I'm just putting it out there right now he's gonna kill someone <laughs> and i don't mean in self-defense jane's next stop is oh another thing with the killings if you're gonna really try to distract someone for that you're supposed to show them the pictures don't you think school shootings would be a little bit more effective as horrible as that is i would not know i don't even uh, subscribe to that idea <laughs> and i'm all about making gun Gun law is a little stricter in this country, but that's not, <laughs> that's not the way. Jean's next stop uh, is to my favorite DA. We didn't get as many funny lines, but he points out that you shot your son and then you left for Israel for eight years and now you're back. You could have came to us if you were in fear of your life, which is factual. Well, do you know where Barry is? That's not how that works. <laughs> we don't need to know where he is to protect you. We could have put police officers on you. And it because of your own cowardness, cowardice, I think that's the correct way to say that, you shot your son. Didn't even think to, even though I still, I still kind of put that on Leo. Just don't open someone's door. He says, so you found the spine. <laughs> they knew Gene was a liability. Maybe because I'm naturally suspicious. Did he pause when he asked, do you know where Barry is? I do not at all think that they were trying to take this to a racial place, but because I cannot help but notice the pattern. You got a black father, a black DA, and a black dead cop. And then you have what on the other side of the manila screen? <laughs> me thinks that they may not trust the people surrounding 
surrounding um the other side of the equation and not only that they were trying to cut a deal with barry to to basically cut once again any justice for janice so if they were to possibly know where barry is they ain't doing it the they ain't going through the due process system again that's for damn sure bill burr great cameo him coming in with murder is definitely not a sin (laughs) and he goes into this story about how he put this guy in the hospital and killed him and he points out that the bible is full of (laughs) righteous murder (laughs) my favorite part (laughs) and when people was like why don't you feel i felt no I felt no guilt. It was done within my faith. I prayed about it and looked for God's signs. (laughs) Of course, when one is interpreting these signs, it can get a little biased. Sally was never meant to be a mom. That is for sure. Back at home with John, she has never been alone with this kid. It appears. She's emotionally detached from him. He can only put his head down in depression because daddy's not here. She attempts to cook a grilled cheese sandwich, burning the hell out of it. And she really meant it when she said, I worked hard on that. Before sharing her vodka in his cup in the guise of juice. Hank shows Fuchs back in LA and his cronies their new pad. Holy fuck. They were so impressed, but then again, jail. And he updates them that their moolah <laughs> app has 2000 for each of them. And there'll be more money coming in. As soon as he's putting on the face, putting on the act, once he's alone, you see the weight of having to be involved in the criminal side of things take its toll. The Chechens don't give a fuck as long as it's lucrative. They've left hank in charge he's been able to do things his way but he's depressed but i do think it is due to the same issue that sally might be having is confronting the reality of that one thing that they cannot come back from and not reconcile he is once again at the mercy of some thug but worse is Right at the same catalyst he began the series at, which is Barry. In his life, once again, becoming the focus. And then all of the tragedy that follows. Hank updates Fuchs on the acting teacher resurfacing. He's like, get the fuck out of here. He looks like he would have killed Gene too. That would have been his next step step after. (laughs) If, 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 If I'm thinking he's out for revenge like the way he is. He's definitely gonna, he would have came after him. Just putting that out there. But he proposes that, look, I'll handle this part. We don't need the heat. And he allows him to, to take the lead on that. Gene, meanwhile, shows up at Leo's to apologize and claims that he's changed. Uh, I think the fuck not, you trick ass bitch. People who constantly tell people they've changed is in my opinion insincere 
You don't need to tell someone you've changed. They'll see it. If they want to accept you back into their lives, they'll see it. They'll offer the invite. And it all has to do with how you conduct yourself from that point forward. And then guess what? Sometimes you don't get to get back in. That's another part. People say everyone deserves another chance. No, they don't. Who said? (laughs) Sometimes you hurt someone so bad or you do something so beyond the pale. They may forgive you, but they're never going to forget, which means you can't come back into my life. You're not good. I'm not going through that roller coaster with you. I have quite a few family members right now. That's exactly where their point is. But it's family. That blood doesn't mean anything. I mean, it does, but it doesn't mean that I should forgive every and all flaws that you have, especially if they're nothing but negative. And then you can take that risk onto yourself. But what about the people who don't have that choice, which is children, which is why I have a huge problem. (laughs) Uh, With Jean showing up at Leo's because it's like, come on, that kid, Courtney, I think was his name, has been through enough shit. And now here you come back in his life. You know, this is still being discussed eight years later. No, but Leo, of course, and you always have those people like Leo. He's kind of reminding me of the abuse person in this situation where he, he always wants to give you that second chance. He wants to believe that you're true, that it's true. But every time he's got egg on his face, he keeps getting, he's the one that's getting hurt the most. And you have to, at some point, weigh those things like okay I can take that risk to my own self but I can't have you coming around and messing with my fucking kid and shit no uh or things could happen that could affect my kid but he also mentions that he has a new number Courtney comes home awkwardly hugs his grandpa before shutting himself in his room and I'm thinking, and I'm so glad this actually comes up the next episode <laughs> that I've already watched. This is the same house Jean brought, bought for them with the blood money. I had brought this up in this episode before I watched the next episode. And I was like, is that ever going to be addressed? Is that going to be something that comes up? <laughs> because my thought, which led to that question was, Leo is uncomfortable letting his dad in his house, but it's awkward when he's done this magnanimous thing for you. You know, you want to feel bad for the guy of what happened to him. He's the victim here. But you get this indication that Leo is only letting him in due to his one magnanimous act and is buying him this home for him and his son so that they don't have to worry about a place to live. And that's how some people emotionally blackmail you without even having to say it. John is knocked the fuck out on the couch, (laughs) probably after drinking the vodka. And after Sally can't successfully move him to his bed, even though it's still light outside, she herself takes a nap. She is awoken by a feeling someone is in the house. And I can't tell if someone was actually there or if it's in her head. I think it was in her head, the black shadow. Because that looked like Bevel. I think Bevel was in the truck. I think the shadow is the murder that's still haunting her. That guilt is 
literally smothering everything she was and could have been and what ultimately led in my opinion to their decision to be with the murderer trying to deny that event ever happening and it happened because you're with a murderer so the encroaching terror of owning that responsibility is too much for sally to bear however the truck attacking the trailer love how this was shot a little weird love how it shot uh that did happen and that was bevel getting revenge for what he did to what she did to him which is deserved bevel was you know just a typical douchebag dude and i think i was watching ketchup packets still when the when they made the comment that well you know he said he killed it or he was in the murder i'm like no he was he was trying to talk her up <laughs> to get her to be interested and if that's what she was interested in i think i already stated that the podcast happened because at first he was like his first comment was yelling at his friend for killing a person like god that's fucked up but hey if you're gonna rob a bank don't expect good things to happen luckily or unluckily john was drunk so he didn't wake up at all during (laughs) the scary times at dinner at the new villa house a drunk fuchs introduces his new woman and daughter he inherited like that shirt you were rocking fuchs while also complimenting hank on his success he's hobnobbing with with mayors he has a feel of legitimacy however when he brings up how he had Cristobal killed and stole his idea now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up you have fucked up now now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up even Hank's second in command, <laughs> Val, I think it's his name, got up and walked away from the table like, ooh, shouldn't have said that. When Fuchs is like, yeah, no, everybody knew about it. It's iconic. It went down. Because, of course, Fuchs is like, I'm in with the Chechens. <laughs> he was surrounded by, he was recruiting for the Chechens. And now, uh, He's like, no, I'm giving you a compliment. I'm saying you was a badass. I didn't think you had it in you. I didn't think you would be that type of person. And that's a good question. Is Hank that type of person? Is he honoring Cristobal's legacy or is he simply taking Cristobal's great idea and making it a reality? But instead of them both doing it together, now they are going, now he's going to do it on his own but i don't feel like that's what he actually wanted and i i think when we go back to that inherent nature part when we think about hank his inherent nature seems to be that of exactly what he's doing right now i have a lot of properties i've been big in real estate yes i got the sand thing going on but him hobnobbing with celebrities and hollywood and and being an overall not too violent but still criminal overlord that's him like he he understands violence is part of the equation it might need to happen but if he can avoid it like even with the barry thing like he's technically got every right to be just as pissed as barry 
Um, and I thought for a minute that they were going to team up to go after Barry. Like, I thought he'd be down for like, yeah, you know, we should get revenge on that motherfucker. He's the reason why Cristobal's dead. But he's like, fuck Barry. He's dead. Who cares about him? He's old news. <laughs> and even this war that he goes against Fuchs uh, in the next episode, which we'll get to, um, it's more about it, he he doesn't immediately go for the easier route, which is just to go get find out where Barry is or make this a reality where we can get him back here. He's uh, just trying to take out Fuchs because he's like, I don't even want to deal with all of that. I, I just want it to be over. I don't want any of that brought to the current situation. I think he would have figured Fuchs out. He would have helped him out. He would have gave him a job. He would have managed all of that. But it's when it came to now we're back into this fucking bullshit we dealt with eight years ago where I lost something that's irreplaceable. Do I want to do that again? No, I don't. <laughs> but mayhap on the flip side, talking about both sides of my mouth, both sides of my mouth, mayhap Hank hasn't fully accepted that this is who he is, that he's the guy that will choose his family every time over anything else because that is his safe place. That is his inherent nature. So I'm really intrigued on what the final thesis is when it is going to be. I think that everyone, for the most part, has shown themselves to not be able to change. But I think if anyone can, and I do mean slightly for the better, right? Because we're still talking about criminals here. It would be Hank. John wakes to a, me a mess in the house and Sally on the floor. Oh yeah, he tells him to get the fuck out by 7 a.m. in the morning. And he, Sally's begging Barry to come home. This kid, kid clearly knows his parents are hiding things, that they're not who they say they are. Bad thing is, kids will start to insert things <laughs> to create a story if you don't tell them the truth but it feels as if he's more likely to take his anger out on his mother more so than the idol that is his father crazy thing barry has all the time in the world to change his mind after seeing that the son came home that hey he's got a family too that he might actually not want to not see again like he says a little bit in the next episode but he's like yeah my feelings come first so he goes to gene's door <laughs> doesn't have the gun in his hand though there is that but he could have just had it in his um you know <laughs> in his uh in his back like they tend to do but before he can walk into why was that door open it almost felt like it was a trap except it wasn't. It doesn't seem so. A bag is over his head and he finds himself face to face in the garage with one Jim. You kill my daughter Moss. It's too late to Y'all know I've been waiting for this moment because I do think if anyone is able to break down Barry, it would have been Jim Moss. Lingering thoughts on this episode, Gene coming back 
set off a chain of events that make this this uh even more tragic because if he never did then maybe barry wouldn't have come out of hiding maybe jim wouldn't have had the opportunity to nab him i still don't know about the scene that's the only maddening thing i want you to answer bill hater is why did he in episode four get the fuck out look like he was getting out of the fucking car when he saw that sally came home how did they escape jim and i thought maybe we would get an explanation for that and it doesn't seem to be forthcoming and there is that could be the lighting though it looked like when he was in the garage he was younger but again could be the lighting he had more growth on his face um what else do i want to talk about in this episode no not not much else not much else i think we covered all the bases we've got a rivalry going on with hank and fuchs (laughs) which is hysterically explored in the next episode so let's jump into that one next if you want to send feedback for the finale or this episode the next episode blackercouch.gmail.com my social media will be below like share subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic hustling, 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 hustling.